0: Hey friends, I'm Adrian File,
1: and I'm John File,
0: and welcome to the Love the Process podcast.
1: We've been married 14 years, 13 good ones, and we have four awesome kids.
0: My career has centered around process improvement and leadership development,
1: and I've been an entrepreneur since I was four, and I'm currently an owner and CEO of an insurance company and corporate coaching team.
0: We are working to become better versions of ourselves every day, and we invite you to join us as we share our journey and the lessons we have learned in life, business, and figuring out how to love the process coming great let's go hey friends thanks so much for joining us um so a quick little pitch reminder we've got our one mission mindset course that's going on right now uh we have a friend that just actually started a group that he's doing like a zoom group with it and so everyone's going to join the group, the zoom group with him once a week and it's just some of his close friends and family that he wants to go through the class with and so they're all gonna purchase the class, go through individually, but then chat about it. And I just love that vision that he's created, that he's chosen these people to do that with. And so if you ever have any questions or ideas on people you might wanna go through the class with, we would love to chat with you about any of that. You can learn more at lovetheprocess.com.
1: And he, one other thing I'd added, and I would throw this out that I will do this on a limited basis going forward as well, is the first week and the last week, I've committed to to coming and being part of that group. So, uh, and and maybe I get Adrian in there too, especially to celebrate when, when everybody gets through it. So Absolutely. I will, if you reach out to us, um, I will be committed to taking uh, groups through if, if you decide that's for you. I want to lead a group uh, through the Love the Process, One Mission Mindset Training. Discover your mission, figure out where you're spending time and find ways to help others discover their purpose as well. Let's go.
0: Let's go. All right, we have a guest with us today, and we are so excited because this is actually our first time meeting her. This is Ashton Cope, and Ashton is a rock star meal planner. Um, Ashton, I would
2: love it if you could give a little introduction about who you are and what you love. Yeah, that's so flattering. Thank you. Um, So my name is Ashton Cope. I am from Grand Rapids, Michigan. I am a mom of two girls, both at the fun toddler age And I actually started my whole online entrepreneur journey when my oldest was about two months old. Um, I kind of had that whole, I'm going to be a stay at home mom goal, thinking I would be so busy. And then I realized when you have a newborn, you're so bored. You have literally (laughs) nothing to do. They sleep all day. So I one day was scrolling Instagram and found a friend who was like a mommy blogger. And I thought that looks easy. Um, I was so wrong. It's so not easy, but I thought I would give it a try. I thought I would start talking about um, the things that we wore and trying to dress well on a budget, which I've always just loved everything budget. So that's kind of trickled into every single thing I've ever tried my hand at. Um, And then I realized I hate talking about fashion and I hate talking about myself. And so I kind of shifted gears, went into um, home renovation blogging when I was seven months pregnant with my second daughter and I had a toddler at home. I renovated our entire home while my husband worked full time by myself. And that kind of is when things started to take off because there's a lot of women that are trying their hand at renovation, but not a lot of pregnant women that are trying their hand at renovation. (laughs) So, um, but then I ran out of projects and our house was done. And so I kind of was like, well, now what? And about a year ago now, it was like right around New Year's Eve of 2019. And I sat down at my kitchen table like I did every single Sunday. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to do a quick Instagram story about this, because I'm always trying to show little clips of real life and what we're actually doing. And I was planning my meals for the week. And I ended up getting flooded. And I never get flooded. So I got flooded with direct messages from people who are like, how do you plan your meals? Tell us more about it. What does that mean? Why do you plan your meals and things like that? And I kind of thought, oh my gosh, I might actually have something here. I, that never occurred to me that that would be something people might be interested in learning about. Um, so I kind of just started sharing little tidbits here and there and people were so hungry for it. They, whether they were, you know, looking for tips on how to eat on a budget, or how to eat better, but realistically, where, you know, I'm not a nutritionist, I'm not some kind of like health coach, but I can tell you like, hey, here's five meals you can make with spinach this week to use up that whole bag of spinach. Because another huge factor is people were so sick of throwing away food. Mm -hmm. And the reason I know that is because I was so sick of throwing away food. And so I would always get that like food guilt at the end of, you know, a long two to three weeks where you're super busy and you're not thinking about what's in the, the drawers, what's in the fridge, you start pulling everything out. And it's like the, the walk of shame to the trash can because you have this armful of old condiments, vegetables that are soggy, meat that you forgot to put in the freezer, all the things. And so I was starting to feel so bad. And the more I shared about that, the more people were like, this is what we need to learn. This is what we want to work on how, because throwing away food is the same as throwing away money. And so it kind of took off from there. That's awesome. That's (laughs) awesome.
0: Okay. Kind of two things that I have questions off of that after first, we're going to get, or we're going to get into the tips after this, but first I have these questions. Okay. So the first thing that kind of came to mind is that this kind of felt, kind of fell into your lap. Like you were looking for something, you were looking to do something. And I think that's so common when we're looking for something that it turns out to be something that you're just sort of naturally good at or naturally passionate about, that that's actually the things that people are curious about is the things that you're naturally good at and not necessarily something that you're looking for for an outlet for yourself. But how does it end up like marrying the two of being something you're passionate about and something people are curious? So I think that part was really fun to hear. Um, the other thing is that You guys, Ashton reached out to us to be on this podcast. And that was one of the main reasons that I wanted to have Ron is because that takes a lot of courage, I think, to say, reach out to somebody and to be able to say, this is the value that I think that I can add to your audience. And this is why, what do you think? And that takes a lot of courage. And so I just want to hear a little bit more about how did that come about? How did you find us? And how did you decide that? Oh, I think I could add value to that group.
2: Yeah, well, thank you. First of all, (laughs) it can be really scary. Um, When you lead with value, though, the fear kind of goes to the back burner. Because I, if I thought right now, if I thought typing up that email that I sent you that oh my gosh, I'm literally asking them to interview me on their podcast. And like, <laughs> oh, there's all these people who have never heard of me. I probably would have never done it. So instead I sat down and I wrote out like, well, how, what can I offer them? Like, well, how can I help them or their listeners? What is like, if there's any piece of valuable information that maybe they're not used to talking about, which took a little research on my part. Um, obviously you guys aren't a food related <laughs> podcast. So I kind of took a little research, but my favorite podcasts to binge are like the more lifestyle and encouragement podcasts. Anyways, I binge everything from like business coaches to moms to couples. I just, I love all of it. The people who talk about marriage and life, those are like my favorite conversations to listen to because they're so real. And so I found you guys one day just like scrolling through my podcast app and I'm like, I like these people. I kind of want to see if they've ever talked to someone who talks about meal planning before. And even if they had, they've probably never talked to someone who plans meals and has literally no certification in anything (laughs) nutritional or dietary (laughs) at all. So I was like, you know, I feel like there's a lot more people that, that want to have this type of conversation and they don't realize that they want to have it until they hear it. So that's kind of how it happened.
1: That's awesome. You know, I'm with Adrian uh, and, and yeah, we want to, let's get into the content and the tips, tricks and things that you can do that and help people that are applicable. And Lord knows uh, I need all the help that I can get in this category. <laughs> so, 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 so maybe, maybe you're here. Cause I, I need all the help I can get, but there's a couple of things, Adrian, she just described so well. Um, the love, the process idea. You are you epitomize now, everybody is in a different iteration, right? And so that's what we say is wherever you start, just don't stay there, right? Just progress yeah. from wherever you begin, wherever you're at in your process. But even as you just described your journey to this point, you gave so many clues to success, right? You yeah. said, "I, you know, I, I wanted to share with people and and as as a mommy blogger and I wanted to share and I really, then I realized, man, there's a lot to this mommy blogging thing. And we have uh, some dear friends of ours uh, who like three or three or four years ago uh, started, uh, she started blogging and had a 1500 probably about, you know, not a a ton of Instagram followers, but then started doing, then found her gift and I don't know, 703,000 followers. I want to say I just saw uh, yesterday or the day before, uh, that Brie has now. And so, but it's just been fun to watch. I
0: mean, Be- she's been blogging for a long time, yeah. but she went full-time just a few years ago. But you she, mean? yeah, yeah.
1: So, but it's, but so, so the, she's at a different, she's at, she's at a different spot in her, in her journey, sure, for
0: sure. but,
1: but I'm telling you, Ashton, where you, where you sit and what I'm hearing described is really, if I just went in a time machine and I went back maybe three years mm-hmm. to where Brie was and to where she's at now. And her husband now is, is full-time in this thing too. And, and it's, it, they just had a baby girl and, uh, and, and they get more followers with the, the babies. Or oh yeah. The but, <laughs> For sure. Uh, so see, so yeah, give Brie Shepherd, Brie Shepherd, a follow. But so, um, and so, but, but the process you describe is, is you discovered your gift. You discovered your gift and the gift is often something that you find natural that others find challenging, right? Something that's easy to you and hard to others. And you just described it unbeknownst to the idea that I talk about maybe you've researched, but I talk about it all the time. Like just what is your gift? And it's usually singular, you know, it's usually, it's usually something that um, you do that comes easy to you, and it's hard to everybody else. And so, you know, even you it's not now passion and gift are two different things. Passion and gift are two different things. I could be passionate about football. Okay. I I am not gonna go to the league. Okay. <laughs> right? I could be passionate about singing. You know, my mom might even think that I'm a good singer. But anybody else comes in and listens and goes, I got I need some work. It's not my gift. Doesn't matter how hard I work at singing.
2: Right. <laughs> I will not
1: I will not be on a big stage singing a song because I'm a singer. Okay. So, yeah. th- but that's what I love about what you just described, and then the process of of working with what you have, what's in your world, and what's in your life, and and regardless of your location, you can do that nowadays. And so, yeah, yeah. meal planning and food, let's go. Uh, but you know, like Adrian said, I don't want us to miss, and it might be lead with value. We always, I'm always listening to what are we going to call this podcast? If you know, every <laughs> podcast has a an <laughs> name, and it comes yeah. out. of out of the podcast but lead with value. And you know your worth. You yeah. know your worth. And when you know your worth, you can act in courage. It's a way to go.
2: Yeah. That's not easy to come by either. <laughs> that takes a lot of work. It's not and that's just <laughs> it.
1: it's it's actually easier. It's actually far easier. And the fact is to your point, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Right. But it's far easier to be distracted through circumstance, through the, through the news, through food, (laughs) through um, just comparison, comparison, comparison. simultaneous, (laughs) right? Looking at other people and wanting to try to be somebody that I'm not.
0: Yeah. And especially looking at people that are farther along on the journey than we are.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of cliches around this, like, you know, comparing your, your, uh, you know, your insides everybody's outsides and, and all these cliches. I think that, yeah. that are, I comparing
0: your belt, your beginning to my middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All <laughs> right. These,
1: yeah. At, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, though, I think that those are kind of to our listeners to some degree becoming played out. And so it's so refreshing to hear a story of yours, of where you're at, and where you started and where you're at now. And the value that you can bring to our listeners in this in this area of meal planning, but really just know that it to, to us, our passion, my passion in, in this is certainly in our passion is that it's it's the gift and the value, but it's also the realization that you can you can do that too. That everybody yeah. has the same, everybody's worth it, right? And that's mm-hmm. my hope that people will hear from this, that that intro of what you just described, is that you're worth it. Whatever that faint idea that you're like, I should, I could, I could. Steve Harvey talks about it. He's never seen the parachute not open. I was just talking last last January, and I said I was with Steve. It was a conference. There's some, there some other <laughs> people with Steve, okay? But we were with Steve, and yeah. he talks about it. <laughs> and he said, he said I've never seen, I've never seen somebody the parachute not open. Now the yeah. answer might be no in that moment, but if you keep if you keep persisting and pursuing what you believe is your gift, if you know it to be your gift, he's never seen them not sail.
0: I think too that our listeners need to remember or realize is that like you weren't just sitting there waiting for your gift to appear. Like you were trying, you tried a bunch of different things. And sometimes it's a process of elimination to figure out, what direction are we actually supposed to go?
2: Yeah. And, you know, to your point, Adrian, when you said earlier, the cliche of comparing my beginning to their middle, I mean, that's the way that it's used. I don't love, but you can compare yourself to someone who's much further ahead, who may be doing the same thing as you. And rather than let it get you down, use that as motivation and proof of concept because there's already people successfully doing this and they're not doing it exactly how you do it. Just like I said, there's, you could search meal planner and how many health coaches and nutritionists would come up. They have printable meal plans and things like that, but those aren't my people. Those aren't who I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help the family where dad gets home in time to throw dinner in a crock pot and then, Skirt the kids off to soccer practice. You know, I'm not here to be like, here's how many macros and here's what you need. That's not. That's not what I'm about. So, that's I'm awesome. way more about just like, here's how to get dinner in your kids' stomachs without total chaos, and everyone can at least walk away feeling like, okay, we're fed and we're ready to move on with our day.
1: God bless you. That's awesome. <laughs> and you know, to your point, right? If you've read, have you ever heard of the book Lean In? Cheryl Sandberg wrote a book called Lean In. Okay, yeah, and, and and instead of like I don't know, I should be careful to make sure I don't say this inaccurately, but I'll just put it this way: Michelle Obama, in her book that came on later, she was like, "It's easy to say lean in when you got all this handled, right? It's right. easy to lean in when it when it, when it all when you got a lot of people taking care of a lot of things." And so what I love about your story, and it is apropos to our podcast. And that is is so so fun is that you are going to you're serving people in an applicable way that's very accessible and it's it sounds like that's not uh, esoteric and, and you know some big thing that if you do these things and that people can't actually carry out right practical right. I guess would be the term and probably there's more people who who need access to this myself included, you know, it gets on a level that they're like, Oh, we're getting a nutritionist. You know, like Russ, we got a quarterback of the Seahawks. He's got a guy, right. Or a gal. Like, he, you know, like they're on the payroll because his nutrition really matters. He's an athlete and it matters. He shows up well. So he's, we got a guy, but like the average household, like ours with four kids, we don't got it. I mean, Adrian is our chief nutritionist. So Anything when it comes to this, she's taking the notes from here. I can't wait to figure out and see what we can do about our meal planning.
2: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) me too.
0: Okay. So what's your most
2: asked question? I would have to say my most asked question is how do you stick to your meal plan? How can I stick to it? Because I have no problem planning out the meals. It's so fun on like Sunday afternoon. After church, you sit down and you think of all the yummy foods that you could make for the week, but then getting to the grocery store and actually cooking them every single night when life throws curveballs pretty much daily at us, how do you actually stick to a full week's meal plan without skipping or missing or forgetting?
1: I can't wait to hear this answer. Cause, Cause I'm, I'm, I'm right lined up. And by the way, across the board, what's the, the number one most research topic in personal development of any kind is motivation, right? Yep. You're going to the heart, like the heart, like how do I, how do I stay motivated? How do I have a paradigm, if you will, a concept and uh, a process that'll keep me motivated to execute on it day in and day out. Like I want the chip, you know, I don't know, as we get these computers and all these technologies, I'm like, give me the vaccine. that makes me eat the right stuff. And no kidding. Sometimes. I'm in.
2: <laughs> right.
1: Not to At the same time, the but not the put it on. But yeah,
2: you know, <laughs> <laughs> yep. I feel you.
1: I can't wait to hear your So
2: answer. I have, um, I can't remember if I still have it, but right at the beginning of COVID, I actually made a how to stick to your meal plan download because that was what people were asking. And so I took five of those steps that I will give you now off of that. So the first one is be realistic as in just because it sounds good doesn't mean that it's doable for you, whether that be that you don't have enough time whether that be that maybe that's there's a lot of ingredients so it could get a little bit costly and it's kind of a tight week for your family. Um, if that is that you actually don't love cooking and so you need a dump and go meal pretty much every night, be realistic about your abilities, your um, desires, and just in general, the sustainability of what you are putting on the menu. Yeah. The second one is plan for buffer days. So have at least one to two nights a week where you don't have a plan. So plan to either grab something on the way home or fend for yourselves. Everybody has cereal or mac and cheese or whatever. It's not going to kill the family and totally throw off your dietary needs to call one night just like a, Hey, mom's tired. Dad had a long day. We're going to just figure it out ourselves. Um, Because those days don't necessarily have to be the same day every week. Maybe Monday this week was so busy, but then next week, if you still have a buffer day and Monday wasn't so bad, you could use it on Thursday. So those are really nice. I use them weekly. They're never the same (laughs) because life is crazy. Um, But those help a lot. The third one is um, plan around your schedule. So when I sit down to plan my meals, I actually have my planner for our life, daily life sitting in front of me, because obviously if I have church on Thursday, I'm not going to cook a seven course meal with, you know, a dessert and everyone's going to sit around the table. That is just not realistic. <laughs> we are going to <laughs> throw something in our mouths on the way, well to the couch now, cause it's on zoom, but before it was <laughs> when we were running out the door. Um, and you know, obviously if you, if you have a really long work day that day, Or if your husband's not super good in the kitchen, but he's more than happy to help out with preparing meals, maybe plan like a sheet pan meal for that day because it's not very many steps and you don't have to worry about it, you know, going wrong or getting a bunch of calls and text messages while you're trying to finish work because he can't figure out how to make it. (laughs) Sorry, John. I'm sure you're not like that at all. (laughs) Just for people who may be in that situation.
1: This guy's even, Um, that guy's on a higher level than me.
2: Okay. So you're more like cereal night. Okay. Oh yeah.
1: Cereal. Um, PBJ. PBJs. PBJ? Is-
2: mm-hmm. We had that last night. So no shame in that game. <laughs> uh, the fourth one is when in doubt freeze. So I actually have a freezer guide right now because that was something that people were getting really curious about. The number one way I can say to not waste food is if you forgot that you were going to plan a meal, just throw it in the freezer. Throw the meat in the freezer. It can't go bad if it's sitting in the freezer. Meat actually has a much longer shelf life than I realized if it's frozen. Um, So, and it, it, it doesn't take any nutritional value out of it. Um, Even frozen vegetables, there's really not a huge nutritional difference between frozen and fresh. So if it's just not happening, just put the stuff in the freezer, regroup, figure it out the next day or the day after. And then the last tip is the tip I mentioned earlier, which is a everyone fends for themselves night. So it's actually a great way to teach independence to kids, especially once they get to that, I can make a PB and J on my own, or I can make cereal on my own. If, you know, you were super worried about making sure they had all of their, you know, food groups in their meal that night, just like throw an extra fruit on their plate in the morning shove an extra bag of carrots in their lunchbox for school the next day like you will always catch up and honestly at least that's a dinner win because the kids love cereal and you love not having to like stand on your feet in the kitchen for an hour after a super long day whether you go to work or you stay at home and you take care of your kids and that's your job we are all so tired at the end of the night so tired so use that day to your advantage and call it a dinner win by just getting to enjoy that time with your family eating a meal, even if that meal is cold cereal and milk. That is still a dinner win in my book.
0: That's so good. Our um, our pediatrician always says, instead of like worrying about the day and how many like fruits and vegetables your kid got that day, really try to think about it as like a week. And what are they yeah. eating across the week? Because their appetites are going to come and go throughout a given day. But if you're trying to look at the full week, at least then you can feel a little bit better. So that totally falls in line with that of just not stressing about a particular meal. That's awesome.
2: Yeah.
1: So, so tell me this, Ashton, those are awesome tips. I think that are so applicable for all of our listeners um, across the board. And I think, you know, so often when you give a list, somebody's going to go, man, that one there, you know, really I could work on, or maybe that one I'm not very good at and typically focusing on the thing. It's how we coach kids to win football games too, but you know, take a weakness and turn it into a strength, right? If you take a weakness, Mm -hmm. turn it into a strength, uh, you know, you get the biggest lift and performance. Um, but so my question is, um, main kind of focus for you, is it around, obviously we got to eat, right? I don't know. Some people live to eat, some people eat to live. Uh, I eat to live typically by default, I'm an eat to live. Some people are a live to eat, you know, they, they enjoy the process of food and what it's going to do for their bodies. And I, I don't know. And everybody's probably in between, is it, is it budget? Cause I'm thinking, you know, the thing I wrote down is you are what you eat. Right. And yep. so like, uh, and, and I do value, I, I, I do place some value on what goes into my body. But like my mother-in-law and Adrian are like, if there's a spectrum on how important it is to me in terms of what I eat versus what they eat. And maybe it's one to a hundred. Uh, let's say one is you don't care. You just want the fuel to get through the day. And a hundred is like, man, I want to eat the best possible optimized food that I can that's sustainable that you know long-term effects of this and that and the other you know give myself my body the best shot with the genetics I was given they would be like a 90 plus and I would probably be like a 30
2: 35 (laughs) right
1: you see what I'm saying so like how do you when you've got different value sets within a family how do you How do you manage that within this? I guess maybe that's number one, be realistic. Um, You know, like uh, I think of budgeting, I think of money, you know, and you got the free spirit and you got the spender and then you got the nerd and the the count every penny and, and those two get married. And you know what that looks like. We all do. Like, Hey, what'd you buy? What'd you buy? How much was it? How much was it? And then the person's like, I don't know. I don't even know where the receipt went. Shoot. You know, so how does it work with, husbands and wives and families. And I love the fend for yourself night, but yeah. What's your experience there?
2: Getting you know, there on I would,
1: the same page.
2: Yeah. I would say the best, the best thing I, I ever started doing was in the notes section of my phone. I started a family favorites list. So every single time someone be it my husband or me by myself, I'm like, I don't care if you guys like that. I did. <laughs> I put it on my list. Brilliant. And if the girls, if I got the girls to eat it, I have one great eater. And then the older one is going through that. I hate everything today. And I love everything tomorrow phase. So we, it's a daily process of like, well, you liked this yesterday, but if she said it, I mean, I put it on the list. If I got her to even try a no thank you bite, it goes on the list because at least she wasn't so repulsed by the smell of my cooked food that she could taste it. So <laughs> I would honestly say um, that's probably my best tip. If you include a family that's a favorite,
1: tip. that's a good tip for
2: every single. I mean, you've got four kids, so that if you cook six nights a week, then you'd be able to make it through everybody. But I mean, maybe some this week, some next week. If someone can see one of their favorites on the list, then they're way more likely to try the things that they may not be so fond of because they have something to look forward to. And so, I mean, Adrian's favorite may be something a little bit more nutritious and fresh and things like that. And, you know, the kids may be like, we just want chicken nuggets and mac and cheese and pizza. And then you're like, okay, well, all right. I guess it's a happy medium. It balances out. Yeah. So
1: So how much do you balance the idea? I love that. Family favorites. That's the pro tip to me. Family favorites. because uh, sometimes you get that meal and everybody goes, Man, that was good. That was good. That was good. That was good. That yeah. was good. And then I don't know if it comes back around again. I'm not keeping track. Remember, I eat to live, so I I don't know. But like, yes,
0: it, ha- it always comes okay it comes back,
1: back around. <laughs> so either do. You, so I'd ask this on the pot. Do you have a family favorites list?
0: I don't have it written down though. That's a really good. I love that. And That's, a
1: notepad. That's genius. Because I feel
0: like that makes it simpler too, of just remembering what even to think about when you're going to like make your make your meal plan for the week. Is like, what are even my ideas? Or where do I even start? Um, especially because we do eat a little bit different, and so. I, I to about, I mean, I make, I make the meal plan cause I do the cooking. And so, but I always, I do care if people like it. And so, cause I do spend a lot of time on it. Right. And so I want him to enjoy it. And I know I can tell when he doesn't enjoy it and I can tell when he, but if he doesn't eat it, that's a different thing. Like sometimes he won't enjoy it, but he'll still eat it. Other times he won't enjoy it enough. Not, and then he won't eat it. That's and he doesn't make and he yeah. doesn't make a big deal about it. The kids don't notice. It's not like it's anything, but I notice, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's coming off the list, right? Like that's not worth it for me to make something that he's, it's going to be like un. unfun enough, I guess for him that he won't even like suffer through for the kid's sake. So that one's not on the list. Yeah. Now. now the
1: kids are, we have a philosophy for the kids. We should share yep. it with you. <laughs> you probably haven't found this anywhere on anything either, but we'll share with you our philosophy <laughs> on our four kids. They're 11, eight, Five and two. And I know, I know there's going to be some people listening to this going, you don't got our kids. Okay, I'm with you. There's no way, Johnny, if you didn't my it, they would starve. You know, they wouldn't eat. Okay, maybe you're right. But we have a philosophy that's long been passed down through generations of of families that is like, uh, you don't have to like it. You just have to eat it. And so, so there is, there's a little bit of leader, you know, you said lead with value. There's a little bit of leadership that I always wonder on this, on this front to to our listeners who are like, my kids are picky, you know, pickiest eater, et cetera, et cetera. Well, it's kind of like Malibu, our oldest, she ran away for about 20 minutes. Okay. Um, And it was maybe, I don't know, a little bit ago. And she got to like the mailbox and she thought to herself, I'm never going to survive on my own. <laughs> I'm
0: not going to make it one night. She, <laughs> she,
1: she packed a book. And so you're talking about fend for yourself is a perfect example of like, find a way. Like yep. but then two is like, I'm convinced that if you, whatever it is, like if it's just outlandish in terms of requests and this and that, and I'm not going to eat, I think hunger pains, can probably just like you said, it you know it'll work itself out. The pediatrician says. I wonder how much, and I don't know. I don't know even if there's laws around this. But like kids are gonna, they're gonna eat if you got food in the house that they can eat, and you put food on the table, and they go no. You got two options. Typically in our house, one Adrian likes you to like it, so it's gonna be good for you because it's gonna evolve, and we're not draconian in it, so that'll probably fall off the list. But you're probably not, you're probably gonna go hungry that night, or you're gonna find to fend for yourself with something else, get yourself through to the meal that you actually want to eat.
0: Which and, if anyone which if anyone knows us, they all know that one of our kids fends for herself most of the time. Yep.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. At chooses. three in the morning. Oh yeah. Yep.
0: <laughs> I mean, right. but that's the other, That's like the she other thing. She might tip go on we... a
1: walkabout at three o'clock midnight one time. We found her out on a walkabout. Like, I mean, she's fine. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but she, but that's like our other tip too, is like, we don't limit fruits and vegetables. So yep. we limit applesauce, we limit any other kind of treat snacks, but fruits and vegetables, if you're hungry and you need some carrots, you can help yourself to a carrot at any time. Um, and so that's kind of a tip that we have. And she eats a lot of fruits and vegetables because she doesn't always like she today. can eat
1: 13 oranges in a sitting, like, <laughs> like, like, so then you go to budget, right? Then you're like, cause it, so just, so we're on the road right now. So we'll give you this one, Aston. So we're on the road right now. And so we, um, uh, we've been on the road for a few weeks. And so we came up with this, this set budget for food and meals. So if entertainment, so, or basically there's nothing really open in California, but food and entertainment. And so you had a set amount of money. And our oldest is a, the treasurer. And uh, one day they went to, what was the name of that food spot? Food, food for Less. Yeah. Food for Less. Do you less.
0: Guys have those in Michigan? We don't have them in Washington.
1: Okay.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: never like
1: yeah. it. It's like a Costco sort, but no, like not it's a Costco. Like, it's, What's it like?
0: I don't know. Like the Dent Can store, I think. I don't.
2: Like a, gro- like a grocery outlet, I think. Okay. Yeah. We have stuff like that here. It's called Daily Deals. And like <laughs> yeah. you can't ever bank on what's gonna be in there. You just have to pray it's something edible. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's awesome.
2: Yeah. I, there and I was like, what is this place?
0: We've got a view. Yep.
1: So Adrian <laughs> yeah. goes hungry though. So we got this budget back to so Adrian goes in there hungry, which is probably you probably have that in your pro tip on budgeting section. Go, yeah, go, don't to, go to the grocery store and, hungry. We gotta uh, talk yeah.
0: about the next. <laughs> yes. Yep.
1: And 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 Adrian, we have two for sure in our family who get hangry right? Like literally they got to eat and maybe three, but two for sure. Adrian's one of them. And so, uh, but, <laughs> I won't the other, but so like she goes in the store at food for less and she takes us over budgets. So we're like negative seven bucks going in the next day. <laughs> and um, but it's interesting when you partner your kids to the budget. So like they know how much that you have for food like, say, if you had a weekly budget or a monthly budget, uh, but then even you can back it down to the day, right? And that's what we did on our trip. And it was very interesting to me to like, for the kids to start to, to process, like, when we go to the store, what are the things that we really want to put our money towards? Where do you find, because there are, there's a lot, when you talk about process, I think one of the main things is, is you got to manage a couple valuable resources, time, your health, your money et cetera, relationships. Yeah. Like there's just certain things that you've got to manage well, you know, to love the process. And so what's your pro tips on, on, on the budgeting side to yeah. help families to, to stay on target, but also um, feel like they're, they're able to do these five things that you mentioned as well.
2: So one tip, this is not mine. I can claim, but a friend of mine has teenagers. And during their virtual schooling COVID break where everyone was home together, she actually made them, she gave them each a set budget for their own food for the entire week. She made them write out their own grocery lists and then she took them to the store. She bought what she was going to buy and she cooked dinner every night because that's her thing. Sure enough, by like, I mean, they went shopping on Sunday night. So sure enough, by like Monday afternoon, they had eaten through. And I mean, these kids probably got close to $100 each to spend on a week's (laughs) worth of groceries. And you know, they go to the freezer section where everything is a billion dollars and it's full of literally nothing that will fill your stomach. (laughs) It just looks cool. So yeah, they, they filled up on all that stuff Sunday night. It was gone. And the next day they smell her cooking dinner and it was like the cartoon where they come like floating into the kitchen and they're like, mom, what are you making? And she's like, oh, it's too bad for you guys because I plan life. (laughs) And of course she fed her kids, but it's just like, it teaches that how much the effort and the money really do matter. Cause that's something we don't learn in high school. They do not teach that. how
1: much you can spend on this, this category.
2: Yep. And And when. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say my husband and I got married really young. Um, he's British. So most of our wedding budget went toward a visa and like getting him here in a green card. And for the first like three months he couldn't work. So he was like a little handyman for everybody that would hire him, you know, and uh, we survived on ramen noodles and grilled cheese and peanut butter and jelly every single night And that too taught us like the value of appreciating what you have when you come across it and budgeting wisely. Mm. So that, cause I mean, had we not budgeted wisely and we decided that like, you know, it was more important to have Coke and chips and like all these things that are great to have as like a little treat once in a while, we would have been starving. We would have been at my parents a heck of a lot more (laughs) eating their dinner (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and I mean we already were probably there too much and so and again that's I mean we went to high school in two different countries and he never learned it either so it's obviously something that needs to be ingrained at home because our school systems are not getting that information out there
1: there's a show out right now I don't know if anybody's listened to it or seen it but it's worth the watch if you haven't it. it's called Undercover Billionaire they're in season two and the first season here's the premise you get a hundred dollars You get a truck and a cell phone with no contacts in 90 days. Your goal is to build a business with a million dollar valuation in 90 days, and you're set in some city you've never been to. And the guy that actually's probably got 500 million dollar network, but he runs a billion dollar company, so they call him an undercover billionaire. Still, a lot of dough. So this guy, he lands in exactly what you described with 100 bucks. He goes, he gets himself a ramen, you know, and it's a guy with a billion dollar mindset, right? and so, but on this concept, I just want to get this one more thing on the, on, on the podcast so people really understand the value of what you're teaching. Like uh, there's a billionaire who says he reads his grandkids the same book every night when they go to bed. And it's called The Tortoise and the Hare. And this guy's been, it's a billionaire with a B. And, and I thought to myself, that's interesting. It's it's how you do these things every day is going to make a massive difference. You may not become a billionaire. I'm not saying that, but to, but paying attention to this category of a, of a budget and of of the holistic nature of being realistic and of teaching kids to fend for themselves, the amount of leadership things that you have into into the way you think, which is because you're not. You already told me you're not scarred by education, right? Do you have enough common sense to get in out of the rain? Like, like there's so many theories out there and folks who are gurus, quote unquote, but they truly don't equip people with basic, simple strategies like the ones you're laying out here. But if you execute on these, I'm just telling you, if if I execute on these for, for long periods of time, everything in my life gets better. It gets better. My kids become able to, to take care of themselves. And, and understand the value of dollars and cents, right? I have a better plan. So I'm, I'm learning to plan how you do the, the some things is how you do all things, right? It, everything good starts small. Like, this is awesome.
0: Yeah. I mean, even like yeah. the five steps or like the five, yeah, the five steps, I guess, that you had talked about. I mean, that's really yeah. applicable to a lot of different areas, right? Even just right. like the workout plan, having... I'm already thinking about like, Oh, how can I have a buffer day? in My workout plan that fluctuates, that changes so yeah. that I don't feel like I've fallen off the wagon because I plan to do it on Sunday. And then something came up on Thursday, but instead like, Oh, I've got my buffer day and I didn't use it on Monday. So now I can use it on Thursday. Like, I love, I love that idea. And I'm going to totally implement that um, in other areas as well. That's really cool.
1: You're a leader like this, like it's just going to come down to the vehicle for you. Like you're a leader. If you're in a viable vehicle, from right here, I can't wait. Three years from now, I do a reunion podcast. From right here, I'm serious. If you, you're you a leader and leaders thrive, if they're in a viable vehicle, there's a lot of leaders who are stuck in crappy vehicles. You know, being born in the United States of America is a heck of a head start. Okay? It's a heck of – we were on a call this morning with a team. We have a, a virtual assistant out of the Philippines. And we had the same birthday as, as another guy on our team. And uh, he goes, he goes. were you born in what, what hospital? Some hospital in wherever, California. She goes, without even skipping a beat, she goes, I wish. You know, no, <laughs> I was not born in Cali, pal. And so, no, but so, but so the, the leadership, if the vehicle is viable, whatever it is, you know, um, man, I'm excited to see where you go. I'm excited to see where you're going. Any way that we can support that, I know that we're, we're, we're in.
0: For sure.
2: Well, thank you. Yeah. Um,
0: okay. So I just have one more question for you. Um, okay. So if you had, we have listeners that range in all different ages, both genders, all different occupations. Um, so if you had one thing that you wanted to make sure they all knew or heard, what would that be?
2: Honestly, it would be, Just to simplify, don't be complicated because while my tips are helpful, obviously, for people who are in the like budget friendly journey of life, regardless of what portion of your journey that you're in, whether it's that you have to stick to a budget because you have no other choice or you are sticking to a budget because you're trying to be more conscious or you're really young and you're trying to figure out what the rest of your life is going to look like. These tips that I offer, just like Adrian said, they're not just for meal planning, but they're just to make your life so much simpler so that you can focus on the things that really matter. And just keeping things simple will always pay off. And those who may be in a budget sensitive area of life now and end up much better off or more, you know, monetarily blessed later in life, they'll have these foundations so that they won't overcomplicate things later they will always have these core foundations of being intentional and being sustainable with their money spending and food usage.
0: That's so good. Amen. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We have loved this chat. It's been awesome. Yeah.
2: Thank you for having having me. Um,
0: Okay. So if people want to know more, how do they contact
2: you? So my website is AshtonCope.com. I am at AshtonCope on Instagram and AshtonCope on Facebook.
1: How do you spell that?
2: A-S-H-T-I-N. My parents did me a favor by doing the I, but yes, it's A-S-H-T-I-N-C-O-P-E.
1: Dot com. Love it. Awesome. Yes. Keep it simple. Thank you so much. Our listeners are grateful and advanced. I'm grateful. Uh, for you sharing your story. And I am betting on you. I
2: am, Thank you. I, I
1: don't say that often. I got, I, I'm, I'm, I'm betting on you and I'm betting on those two girls. And if you guys have more, I'm betting on them too.
2: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. So nice to
0: meet you. Thank you for joining yeah, us. Yeah, you guys too. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Love the Process podcast. You can find us on iTunes and Spotify. It means so much when you leave us a review and share with your friends. Bye.